And he told me, Gene, just run around the block every day for a week. And I promise you, you'll notice a change. And it took me six months to get to the point where I could even just run around the block without stopping. Disruns Radio, episode 749, starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, so today we're continuing the little trip down memory lane with another best of episode. Today was was uh, one from a while back. I think this was like episode 345. So I don't know what that translates to date-wise. A couple years ago, two, three years ago. Goodness gracious, it's been a while. Um, but this was, this was an episode that I vividly remember when I finished recording, when I finished talking with, uh, with Gene. Uh, I just said, damn, that one, that one was good. That one was good. Uh, maybe not light and fluffy, a little bit deep, talking about his struggles with, with addiction and alcoholism, um, but it's a good story. It's a good story, and uh, I like to think this is maybe one of one of the best interviews that I have ever done. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You can let me know what you think about that, but uh, if you missed this one the first time, buckle up, because it's a good one. If you did listen to this one the first time, I would, uh, if I may be so bold, I would say it's worth another listen. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and uh, start this little trip down memory lane with today's episode of the show. Hey guys, my running partner today is fresh off of a solid showing at the Philadelphia Marathon with a shiny new PR to boot. But uh, perhaps the reason that I'm most looking forward to this chat is because this is one of those conversations that I think is going to be much bigger than just running. And that is because my guest today is an alcoholic that has been in recovery and sober since 2008. He's asked me not to use his full name in this episode, and I'm obviously going to respect that request. But without any further ado, it is my pleasure to welcome Gene to the show today. Thanks for joining us, Gene. Hi, thank you. It's wonderful to be here. And guys, if you want to, if you want to check out some of uh, Gene's writing on his blog, um, and and we may reference some things that are in there today. I don't know how exactly how this is going to go, but but you know, you, you never know how, where things are going to go on this on this show. But uh, if you want to check out anything that, that he has written about, and he's he writes about a, a variety of topics, uh, in I don't even know if I'm going to say this right, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, Gene. Infactorium? Is that, correct. Is that about right? All right. And that's I-N-F-A-C-T-O-R-I-U-M.com is the website. And on the Twitter, you can connect with him there. And his handle is at doctor, as in just D-R, the number 24, and then hours all spelled out. So at doctor 24 hours. And I'll have the link to, to his Twitter. And again, anything on the website that we reference and the website itself uh, in the show notes for this episode, which you can find at disruns.com slash 345. So, Gene, the way we always uh, get things started on the show is with a, a very simple and direct question that sometimes has a very simple and direct answer, and sometimes it has an answer that is anything but simple or direct, but uh, it just gives us a great place to start the conversation, and that is to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Oh, my favorite distance to race and why? Um, I'm going to say the half marathon. Okay. I... So I came to racing late in life. I'm 42 years old, and my first race was um, when I was 39, um, almost 40 actually, mm -hmm. um, and that was the Pittsburgh Half Marathon. And I uh, 
got together a group of friends and we all um, converged on Pittsburgh um, for my very first race. Um, I had a, a new partner who is still my partner today. Um, you can find her on Twitter at Biochem Bell. Um, and it was just something that was fun um, and exciting and new to to try to do. Um, and uh, and we went out and we did it, and I was woefully underprepared. <laughs> um, the longest I had ever run leading up to it was 10 miles. I had done that once. Um, and... Uh, and it, I had never run with any water. I had never run with any nutrition. Um, and, uh, and so I, you know, I, 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 I just didn't know what I was doing. Right. Um, and, and we did it and we, we did it at, um, at about a 12 minute pace. It took us two hours and 38 minutes. Um, and it hurt, it hurt a lot. <laughs> Um, and the first thing I said when I was done was, well, I've done that. I don't need to do that again. Um, yeah, famous, famous and, last words from a lot of people at the finish line, I think. Exactly. I, I ran my second half marathon about two and a half months later. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and, and I really, uh, you know, I have found since then I've run a couple of 10 Ks, I've run a couple of full marathons. Um, and I just, I really love the half marathon distance. I think because, um, for someone like me, it, it represents a major accomplishment. It takes me about two hours to um, to run a half marathon. My my PR is one fifty nine forty two, and um, and so I generally run uh, somewhere around two hours and five minutes to two hours and ten minutes, um, you know. And it's that feels like something that is a big accomplishment, but it doesn't ruin me anymore. I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not in pain at the end of a half marathon. Um, uh, my partner and I, we set ourselves a goal about two years ago of, we want to stay half marathon fit. And what that means is that like any old day we feel like it, if we wake up that morning and decide not to go to work, um, <laughs> we could run 13 miles that morning. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've been in that. I feel like I'm in that position too, where, um, after, uh, you know, the first, the first few races where you, you train and then you run and then you don't uh, run again for six weeks and then you're, you're kicking yourself for, for basically starting back at square one. It's like, now it's like, as long as I'm, as long as I can go out and do 13 on, like you said, just on any given day, I feel like that's a good place to be. Exactly. And, and so it's a big accomplishment, but it doesn't ruin my body anymore. And, you know, I can run 13 miles one day and then get up and run five or six the next Um, and, um, and so, yeah, I really love the half marathon because the, when I compare that to say a a 5k or a 10k too, you know, if you have to get up at five o'clock in the morning or you have to travel somewhere and and get there and do something, I want it, I want it to take me some time and invest (laughs) some effort. You know, I want to feel like it was, it was worth it. Whereas if, you know, for a 5k, if I go out and I run, you know, for 25 minutes, I not, I just feel like. My day only just started, and now I got up really early, and I don't know what to do with the rest of my day. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, you run a half marathon, you go, you have some pancakes, you could, you know, take a bath and and a nap, and then all of a sudden it's evening, and you're done, and it's a day's <laughs> effort, you know. Um, so I, I really like, I really do like the half marathon. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I've got no argument for you. Uh, that, that's that's uh, it's a common answer, and and 
it's an answer that that I think we can all relate to on on some level, and especially you know, like you said, the the beating your body up part of it, where those of us that that have run some marathons and, and you're fresh off of one, um, you know, it's 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 a great accomplishment and it's something that's fun. But yeah, it's like those next couple of days when it when it's when it's when you're really feeling it, uh, you, you kind of kick yourself and go, why why did I do that again? Why didn't I just uh, why didn't I cut it off at thirteen point one and and uh, you know enjoyed the rest of the day and, and gotten out of bed feeling fantastic this morning? <laughs> right, uh, I did not get out of bed yesterday feeling fantastic. After that. <laughs> well, <laughs> since since as, as we're recording this, what are we like? Uh, three days, four days post, uh, two days, I mean, not even two days, two yeah, days, post, 48 hours post Philly. How, how are you feeling today? Um, hip flexors are a little sore. Um, my it bands are a little tight. Um, and, uh, and other than that, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. yesterday, my, my sort of mid thoracic back was really sore. Mm-hmm. That's to me, that's the difference too, between, and I, and I've only run two marathons in my life. Um, but the big difference for me so far between the marathon and the half marathon in terms of the recovery and the feel, how I feel the next day is, um, the full marathon really wrecks my core. Mm. Um, whereas a half marathon, it's, it's all the waist down. You right. Know? Well, yeah. Cause you, you don't think about, and I, I mean, I've been guilty of this, uh, you know, for, for a while as well. And I think most, most runners that are fairly new to the sport are, is you don't realize how much effort both your core and your upper body. I mean, I've had upper back where it's just like where my upper back gets beat up and it's like, what did I do? I, you know, I, I just ran a marathon yesterday, but why the heck is my upper back killing me? And it's like, you don't realize how many times your arms swing, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I get it. In the yeah. It's, it's, you know, you, you don't think of running as a full body sport, but, uh, it's, it's definitely, uh, y- you can feel it in, in just about any place on your body after, after a big race. Yes. Definitely. And especially for someone like me, because I'm, I'm one of those people that just, I naturally sweat a great deal. Mm. And so I, for a marathon, I, I really need hydration. And so I run with a hydration pack, you know, and now uh, then you t- start talking about, you know, I'm carrying five to seven pounds up on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, when I run for almost five hours and, and so, yeah, absolutely. You, you get sore in the back and, and shoulders and traps and that kind of thing too. Certainly. Certainly. Uh, you, you mentioned that, that you, only started running a few years ago, kind of midlife or later in life or however, however you wanted to, uh, to, to describe it, but not, you know, not like one of those people that started running, you know, ran, ran track and, and cross country in high school and things of that nature. Um, what was it that got you going? Why, 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 why'd you start? Um, well, and, and I think that in order to talk about that, I, I sort of have to go back and, and talk about the, or, you know, in sort of italics. Um, and, I, you know, I started exercising, I think, for a, for a couple of different reasons. There were a whole bunch of different things that, that led up into it. Um, but the I started running about, I would say, about five years ago. Um, and the reason was that it was time to make another improvement in my life. Mm. And I... I say that because I, I had gone through this period of making several about every 18 months. Um, so nine years ago, I was drinking a bottle of liquor a day. I was smoking a pack of cigarettes a day and I was 235 pounds. And, um, and I, I just got to this point where I absolutely couldn't live like that anymore. Um, 
and I and I didn't know how to stop either. Um, and but and and we can talk about this a little more perhaps. Uh, but you know, I, I did finally find a way to stop drinking, and then eighteen months after that, uh, I quit smoking. And about eighteen months after that, um, I just felt like I've got to I've got to change my body. Um, you know, I was obviously in dramatically better health than I had been three years earlier, mm. but um, but I just I, I I felt like I needed to I needed to continue improving. I had been making these major changes in my life as as I'd gone along. And and one of the things that I have always loved to do ever since I was a teenager was to travel the world with a backpack and to walk and hike with a backpack. And and I was just sort of feeling like I didn't I, I couldn't really do that. I was exhausted and and unhappy and miserable. And I and I just decided I needed to get into better physical condition. And so I started doing what I could, which at the time was 30 sit ups and 10 push ups a day. And that was that was the best I could give myself, um, and I didn't know what to do. I didn't have any education about this kind of thing. I didn't I didn't have any plan. I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't read anything. I just thought this is what I did in high school gym class, you know. <laughs> and so I started doing that, and I started walking. And every day after work, I would come home and I would walk around a park that was near my house that was, um, it was really easy to count. I didn't have a GPS watch. I didn't have a, a, a phone with GPS or anything like that. I, I would just go and, and it was one kilometer to the park and the park was two kilometers around and it was one kilometer back. And so I would go on this four kilometer walk every day after work. And, um, and just doing those things for so the walking and the pushups and the sit-ups, um, I started to lose weight. Um, and I started to lose weight you know, reasonably rapidly. Um, and I started to have to buy new clothes and I liked that. It was this positive reinforcement. And, um, and so then I decided I was going to try to, to, to jog a little bit. And again, I didn't have any of the right equipment. Mm -hmm. I had, I had cotton shorts and shirts. I had tennis shoes rather than running shoes and cotton socks. <laughs> um, and and so I just started trying to jog to this park. And um, and at first, I couldn't even get to the end of my block. Mm -hmm. um, Two-tenths of a mile, and I was huffing and puffing and wheezing. Um, and so I would just jog as far as I could and then walk uh, until I wasn't out of breath and then jog as far as I could and repeat that. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I was doing interval training. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I thought I was, you know, embarrassed, <laughs> um, and embarrassing and, and, um, but, but I just noticed that gradually I got better and better. And, and I had had a, a friend, um, in, in college who I'll call Chicago Joe and Chicago Joe, uh, he was an all-American swimmer in college, mm -hmm. and he told me, Gene, just run around the block every day for a week, and I promise you, you'll notice a change. And it took me six months to get to the point where I could even just run around the block mm -hmm. without stopping. Um, 
but but the first the first week out I tried that I called him back up and I and and he said I bet you noticed a difference and I said yeah I hurt <laughs> <laughs> and he was like that's a difference um and um you know and and I had a conversation with him uh just a couple of uh of weeks ago and and he you know he told me how proud of me he was um because when he knew me and I was a you know, a, a alcoholic smoker. Um, he he just thought that this kind of achievement and accomplishment was something that I would never get to experience in my mm-hmm. life. And um, and he was he's really proud of me that that I can, and and I'm proud of myself that I can. You know, and it it took a, an enormous amount of time and daily dedication to get to where I am. Right. And I was, I was just going to say, I hope you're proud of yourself too. So I'm glad, I'm glad you jumped in there and, and, and made it so I didn't have to put that, uh, put that out there on my own. Um, during, during those early days when it was, when it was just a struggle to, to even go around the block. Um, I don't know the best way to ask this other than what was it, was it difficult to stick with it? Cause I, I feel like, um, me personally, not that not that running has always come easy or anything. I mean, certainly not it hasn't come easy, but I feel like several months of of trying to run around the block would get disheartening um, and almost make me want to say, you know what, maybe this running thing isn't for me. And I'm just just curious if you had any of those emotions, and, and if so, how you you pushed through it. Um, I so I, I think there's a couple of things that apply there. Um, the first of all is. One of the things that uh, that I have always counted myself very lucky in my life about, and I don't know where this came from exactly, but um, I have always been someone who is deeply satisfied by incremental progress. Mm. Um, and so, you know, getting from from the place where I could only run to the end of the block to where I could run to the end of the block and across the street. Um, and then three days later I could run to the end of the block and across the street and a quarter of the way down the next block. Um, and just seeing, I was literally measuring it off by, by increments of, of 30 yards of how much further I could run that, that day than the day before, um, without, before I had to stop and gasp. Um, and so there was that, that incremental progress and like the first time I made it a whole mile without having to stop, um, I was just so excited. I was so excited. Um, and so, so I've always been really, um, really satisfied with that incremental progress. And, and that's the thing that, that applies to like my sobriety as well is, um, you know, I, on my phone, I have a, a, an app that counts the days and, you know, I can look down and it's, you know, 3,200 and some days now. And, um, Congratulations, you know, by the way. Th- thank you. I appreciate you saying so. Um, you know, that that's the kind of thing that as I see those numbers increase and as I see what I can do increase, um, it, it, it has always been deeply satisfying to me. Um, even even before I was an alcoholic, even as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I was always going on in school and trying to do more um, – and so I've been I've been driven that way, and and but there were a couple of times when I had to make a conscious decision to to be satisfied with that progress and to, and to recognize you know I am never going to be fast I am never going to 
place in my age group. Um, you know, I all I can do is the best that I can do. And I can keep trying to make the best that I can do a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so that's what I'm working on. And then another thing that that stuck with me in those early days, I was talking to another friend of mine from England um, about, you know, uh, about starting exercising. And, and she asked me, she's like, are you trying to lose weight or are you going on a health drive? And I just, I, that phrase for some reason has stuck with me for years now, a health drive. Mm. That's so much different than a diet mm. or an exercise plan. It's a, it's a health drive. I am, I, I have decided to take the wheel and drive towards a healthier life. Um, and I've been working at that for, for coming up on a decade now. And it, and it, it really does mean something to me. Yeah. So have there been times when I've been dispirited? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely there have been. Um, and I wish I could make better progress. And I would love to be able to to, to run a 90-minute half marathon or something like that. But that's just never going to happen in my life. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need to be the best there is. Um, I'm, I'm just satisfied with being a little bit better than I was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's a, a sentiment that, that a lot of us – Certainly, I certainly myself and, and a lot of folks that listen can can relate to as well. Is that um, I mean, we may not be the the fastest, but I, I would I would if I could be slightly contrary, and I would say don't uh, don't say that you can never be fast because fast is very relative. And there's certainly people sure. out there that uh, would love to run a, a two hour or two oh five half marathon. So so to to them, you're fast. Um, but but yes, that that idea of always trying to just one up yourself a little bit and always improve yourself a little bit is something that uh, certainly I can relate to. And, and uh, from conversations I've had with, with other folks and, you know, both on the show and just people that listen to the show. Um, I think we can all kind of relate to that. You know, how can, how can I be a little bit better today? And uh, it sounds like you're, you're the kind of person that, uh, like you said, that incremental progress, that's, that's huge because that is, I mean, that's the thing that, that a lot of us, and again, I'll throw myself under the bus here, struggle with is like, yeah, I know I'm a little bit better today, but but God, it feels like I'm not making very much progress until I look back, you know, six months, eight months, a year, and I can see all the progress. But that day-to-day thing is, is tough. It's tough to grasp sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It, it can be. Um, and that's why, that's why I say I'm lucky. I don't feel like it's something that, that, that that perspective, the, the ability to have that perspective is not something that I cultivated. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just, it feels like it was something that I was, that I was just born with is, is that ability to look at, um, the day to day progress and be satisfied with, with making small amounts of progress, um, on a, on a regular basis. And some days that progress is, is having to be able to tell myself, no, you're going to rest today. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then the other thing that I have found, of course, is that, um, even if I can't increase my speed, I can increase my distance because I can always find a way to just suffer longer. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and you know, and so, you know, one of the things that I want to do, so this year I also did my first triathlon Mm. and, um, I did an Olympic triathlon. I did the New Jersey state triathlon, which I, I thought was a really well put together race. And, um, and once again, I was very slow. I was towards the end of my age group. Um, but I did an Olympic triathlon and, um, you know, at the end of it, I wanted to cry. I just couldn't believe that, that I had done this thing that was unimaginable to me. And so, and so this coming year, I'm thinking I'm on to try a half Ironman. Mm. Um, and, and we'll see because biking is really hard on my knees in a way that running isn't. And, 
Um, the swim is no big deal for me for whatever reason. Swimming has always been very comfortable for me, but, but, uh, the bike is the real problem. And, um, and I've been fighting this knee injury for, for six or seven months now because of all the cycling I put in training for that, for that triathlon. But luckily it hasn't interfered with my running too much. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I, I didn't even know about this triathlon stuff, so I want to get into that. But uh, before we do, uh, real quick, I want to uh, give a shout out to Health IQ and thank them for sponsoring today's episode. Um, guys, you've heard me talk about Health IQ a few times, and, and I was uh, actually on there this morning taking taking one of the daily quizzes. You know, if you're not even in the market for um, for for life insurance at the time, um, you can still log into Health IQ and, and take some quizzes and, and and learn a few things. This morning's quiz that I took was all about uh, body weight strengthening, which is something that uh, if you haven't been paying attention, let me remind you that body weight strengthening is a great cross-training exercise, great strength training option uh, for runners. It's something we need to do. And, and just an interesting stat from one of the questions today, uh, did you know that a 20-minute high-intensity kind of uh, uh, body weight cross-training type of, of routine burns actually like twice as many calories as, as a run, you know, uh, like a slow, steady-state kind of easy run? Um, so if, if weight loss is something that you're interested in and you're doing running to be part of that, um, or weight management, which is kind of probably where I'm more out on the scale. A little bit of cross training once in a while, not only good for your running, but also good for uh, good for the old waistline. So, so think about it, and uh, you know, start taking some quizzes and let me know that that you're doing it. So, head over to uh, healthiq.com/disruns, and uh, you know, like I said, if you need if you need life insurance, that's great. But if if not, you can just do some find out some some tips and tricks, and there's all kinds of great articles for ways to be healthier and a better runner. So, uh, thank you to Health IQ for once again sponsoring today's episode of the show. So, uh, Gene, the, the triathlons, I mean, when, when you said that you like to, you know, that you can always suffer a little longer, my initial thing, my initial reaction was, all right, well, it sounds like this guy's got an ultra marathon in his future at some point, but then, then you just up to me, at least up, up the level to triathlons. Um, what was, uh, what was the motivation to, to dive into, uh, to the three headed monster of, of cycling and, and swimming and running, uh, as one, as opposed to just going a little longer on the, the mileage? Um, I have a, uh, a good friend who is, um, she's a professor at the University of Michigan, and um, and she's been doing triathlons for a long time, uh, and and talks about them and how much fun she has with them. And I think that was sort of what got my head started with it. Um, but but also, I think I've 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 always had this thing too, where I there are these things that I think of that I think. Well, I'm never going to do that, or I used to think I'm never going to do that. One of the ones that I, for some reason, remember, like in sixth grade, I remember thinking, I'm never going to go to Helsinki. Well, I've been to Helsinki now. <laughs> um, and so I like to, to sort of look back on my life and think, what are the things that I used to think were beyond me, that I used to think I couldn't do, and then see if I can go and do something like that. Um, and there may be an ultramarathon in my future. We've mm-hmm. talked about that. Me and, and, uh, and BioCambell have talked about that. Um, and, and she's probably going to do one. She's a, she's into the trails and things like Mm -hmm. that. And trails are much, much harder for me. Um, and, um, and she and I, when we race, we race together. Um, Mm -hmm. we race side by side and we start at the start line together and we finish at the finish line together. Um, and, and that's a really, valuable aspect of those of this relationship to me so running isn't just about me and my health and Mm. my accomplishments and my goals it's also um you know our weekly training run is when we put our phones down and run for two hours three hours four hours together and and talk Mm. and and that's the best relationship time um that we have um and 
Um, and of course it, she's younger than me. And so I have to, I have to do this just to be able to keep up with her. Um, <laughs> but, uh, she's better than me too. <laughs> um, and, but, uh, um, so, so the triathlon is one of those things where, you know, I just always thought, well, I'm never going to do one of those. Well, now I've done one of those and, and I'm thinking about maybe doing a long one and, and who knows, maybe a full Ironman is in my future or something like wow. that. If I can figure out how to get my, my knee to work. Um, and if I can figure out how to do one where it's not so hot because mm. I'm really not good at hot weather, but they always have triathlons in hot weather places because they don't want you to freeze in the swim. I say, yeah, cause the water has got to be warm enough. Right. Um, but, uh, um, but yeah, so I, I think a, a 50 K is probably in my future somewhere. I've looked at, at a couple of those. I, I want to find a road race. Um, mm. but, uh, but we'll see. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, uh, I can't let this, this, you know, the second or third time now that you've mentioned the knee issue go without, without at least asking, and you can, you can tell me to go pound sand and that's fine. But, um, my, my background is in, or my, my degree is in, is in athletic training and sports medicine. And that's, that's, I mean, I've. I, uh, everybody that listens knows I, I, I nerd out on, on running injuries about as, as, uh, as much as anything. So, uh, can I ask what, uh, what is your knee injury? Uh, I wish I knew. Oh, uh, that's, that's probably, probably, probably part of the problem, eh? Right. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I guess, um, it's mildly painful. The, the pain goes away after about, a, a 10 minutes of jogging on it, mm-hmm. um, uh, it's tender, mostly going up and down stairs. Um, and, but the bike uh, just kills it, eh? Uh, yeah, it, it just, it feels funny. Um, honestly, like to describe the feeling for most of the time, it's like, you know how, like when your knuckle needs to crack, but won't, Mm. that's kind of how it feels. Um, and then it can be, it can be real tender going up and down stairs, but it gets better when I don't run on it for three or four days in a row. Um, and then, and then it gets worse when, uh, you know, it, it's worse like between 12 and 24 hours after a long run. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but basically having, I finished my, my running season for the year and I'm going to, uh, I'm not going to run for the next at least few weeks other than maybe, you know, you know, three mile slow right. jog type runs. Um, and that's actually what I have found to be is truly key for my, uh, to stay injury free is I need two or three runs a week that are slow and short, mm. Th- three to five miles at a ten to eleven minute pace, um, and and as long as I'm doing body healthy, mm. um, but uh, but but so what I'm going to be doing for most of December before we have to start training again for our spring marathon is, um is a lot of that gym workout and cross training, um, which I am a huge believer in, huge believer in. When I started cross training, I took a half an hour off of my half marathon time. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so. a pretty good uh, uh, um, endorsement of the power of, of <laughs> doing a little strength training once in a while. Absolutely, absolutely. What's, uh, what, what's uh, the spring marathon since you mentioned it? Oh, um, so we're doing the Garden Spot Inn uh, marathon, which is a small marathon, and it's in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And uh, we're told it's rolling hills, and and it supports a good cause, which is a a um, 
It's the the foundation for a retirement home, retirement mm-hmm. community in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And um, we were just looking for something, you know, both of our marathons that we've run. So my first marathon was the Marine Corps Marathon, which um, I ran last year, the 2015. Um, and I ran it because we picked that one for, for my first marathon. It was, it was BioChemBell's second um, because my cousin, Philip, was a... Uh, a Marine who was killed in action in Afghanistan. And so I had a shirt made with his picture on it Mm -hmm. and we ran the Marine Corps marathon for him. And, um, and so that's, you know, a huge race with a gigantic crowd and, um, wonderful support. And then this year we did the Philadelphia marathon, which is a huge race Mm -hmm. with a big crowd and a a lot of support. And we just thought, well, wouldn't it be fun to go and and run out in nature instead of a city um, and and the rolling hills of rural Pennsylvania and and see what that's like? I love the small marathons. I'll I'll be honest. I I, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's it's maybe it's a personality thing or or whatnot. I'm not a big a big city guy, but uh, I, I would be. I guess I wouldn't be shocked because to each their own. Some people like that, the crowd, and some people like the congested, you know, crowded course and, and all the support and stuff. But uh, it'll certainly be different. I, I'd be curious. I, I'll definitely uh, be be curious to find out what you what you think of of small small marathon running because it's a it's a different flavor. But but boy, it's it's like I said, it's something I really enjoy. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it. We'll see what it's like. Definitely. Um, and then I mean, gosh, I. I, I sometimes struggle with like the, the questions of like, what are your future plans? But you got, you got a lot of things kind of mapped out for, for the next, you know, several months, which is, which is awesome. Um, it, I, I would love to kind of, um, it, I don't know if ask is the right, I guess, I mean, I guess I'm asking, so I guess that's the right way of, of phrasing it. But, um, yeah, I've had a, a couple of folks on the show in, in the past that, uh, has struggled with addiction, uh, you know, whether it's, it's, you know, alcohol, whether it's drugs, whatever it might be. Um, and and you know then they they've turned to running and at some point the conversation gets to to the question and and I'm not I'm not certainly not trying to come across as as um, asking this because I believe it or anything of, of that nature but um, where, where the where the question goes is that well did you just trade in one addiction for the other is is where it's gone with it with other conversations and I'm I'm curious if if you if you get that you know if if you've gotten that question before. Um, and, and if so, maybe how to, to address that as far as, you know, you, you, you kicked the alcohol habit, you kicked the smoking habit and now you've got the running habit. Do, 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 you, do you ever get that type of question? Um, a little bit. So, uh, I mean, and I certainly get the concept. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am, uh, and I certainly, do, I do not speak for this organization, but I'm a member of Alcoholics Anonymous mm-hmm. and, um, you will find, if you frequent the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, that there are a lot of runners um, in the sober community. Um, and I think one reason for that is, I don't know if addiction is, is the right concept for running, but a lot of us are obsessive people. Mm. Um, and I know that I certainly am. Uh, and, and, and I have that in both good ways and bad ways. Um, I... I'm not a perfectionist, but I do like to finish what I start, um, and and that can be really important to me. Um, when I get anxious, it's hard for me to let go of the things that I'm anxious about. Um, and when I get invested in something, a new hobby, a new thing, you name it, um, 
I tend to go all in for it and learn a lot about it. Um, a couple of years ago, I got in uh, excited by now I can tell you everything about you know how to make a suit jacket and blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. And that's you know it's just something that I got interested in and and uh, and focused very heavily on for a while and, and learned everything I could about it. And I feel like I've been doing sort of the same thing with running. Absolutely. Um, and you know while I certainly agree with the idea that um, you can take an unhealthy obsession with just about anything, even good things. Um, for me, I feel like running has, um, has occupied a very healthy place for me. Um, comorbid with my alcoholism has been uh, depression and anxiety mm -hmm. um, and a number of, of mental health issues of that of that sort and running and exercise generally um, first of all you know I, by training I am a I'm a scientist um, and um, and an engineer and I, I work in the healthcare industry um, and I've studied a lot of this uh, epidemiology and that kind of thing, and and it is well known that that physical exercise is about as effective as, um, uh, and very person to person, of course. And I'm mm -hmm. not a medical doctor, so please don't take this uh, as medical advice. But but my my understanding of the literature is such that um, exercise is about as effective as a lot of um, uh, pharmacological interventions for depression and anxiety, um, if it's done regularly. And, um, and that is true for me, you know, um, in addition to being, uh, addicted to substance, uh, substances, um, I also used to cut myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that satisfies a lot of those same sort of toxic, uh, depression and anxiety issues that I've dealt with my whole life. And, and, you know, when I'm in, uh, when I exercise, when I um, commit myself to healthy eating and healthy living, um, I'm not compelled by those things anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I don't get alcohol cravings. I, I will occasionally still get a cigarette craving, even though I've, I haven't had a cigarette in about seven years now. Mm -hmm. um, but they're, they're brief and they pass. Um, and I, I, I haven't felt the need to, to try to cut myself in a, in a very, very long time. And, um, you know, so does running replace these addictions and become its own new addiction? Maybe for some people, I don't feel like it does for me. Mm. Um, I definitely feel like it interacts with them, but I think it interacts with them in a positive way for me. And, and, I, and I, I feel that way in part because I can put running aside when I need to, mm. you know, I had, a, I, I, like I've said a couple of times, I've had this knee injury. It's not terrible, but it definitely needs some rest, but I didn't want to rest it because I wanted to achieve my goal. Now, maybe if I had been seeing you as a sports injury <laughs> therapist, you would have said, you know what, don't do it. Don't risk it. Um, and I didn't talk to my doctor about it because I didn't want to hear that. And maybe mm. that's not the healthiest thing in the world. Um, but now that I have accomplished the goal, that I was aiming for this fall. Now I can sit down and rest right. and I don't need, I'm not going to feel the need to, to go out and run 10 miles tomorrow. Um, or, or even three. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I'm I'm going to rest today. I'm after work. I'm getting a massage, and then I'm going to bed at about eight o'clock, <laughs> and um, and that's that. And I and I'm not I'm not planning on running for a couple of weeks. Um, and and healing and convalescing. Mm-hmm. That's I mean that's you know it, just that, that that ability to to step back and and allow yourself to rest. I mean that's that's so important, and it's something that that I know so many folks and and. You know, I, I don't want to try to throw around the the addiction type of words loosely and, and say that people are, you know, all that, that everybody that I talk to is addicted to running and they, they have to run right away. But, um, you know, it, right right after a marathon, you see so many folks that want to, you know, I, it's been two days, I'm feeling pretty good. Can I get out there? And it's like, just give yourself a little break. Like it's it's good for the body, it's good for the mind, it's it's good for everything to just just step back for for a minute, you know, and, and allow that rest. So I'm glad to hear that you're. Uh, okay with taking a couple of weeks off and, and uh, then coming back fresh and, and, and being excited to run again. Yeah. And, and I don't want to burn out. There have been times when I have felt a little mm-hmm. burned out by running and like, really, I got to go out and do another, even like my little four miler. I just don't want to do it. Um, and, and when I feel that way, I, I take the time off now and, and, you know, similar to being able to be, satisfied with incremental progress is the ability to be satisfied with the idea that rest is part of that progress. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, if I try to go faster every day, I'm going to break. Mm-hmm. If I try to go further every day, I'm going to break. Um, but if I look at rest as part of my regular training plan, um, rest isn't what I do when I'm not training. Right. Rest is part of my training plan. Um, and so, you know, that's what I, that's what I need to do to stay healthy. And if I'm not healthy, I can't run and I want to run. I want to, I want to see where I can, te- where I can go. Gene, you need to host a podcast or something, because I feel like I've been preaching that message for, uh, I don't know how long. And, uh, it's nice to hear other people <laughs> that, that are preaching the same thing. It, it is. I mean, the rest, you know, when, when you have a rest day written on your training plan, like you said, it's not, it's not, I mean, that's, that's the workout for today is to rest, to allow your mm-hmm. body to, to recover a little bit. And, uh, yeah, you keep breaking down. You're never gonna, you're never gonna get any faster, run any farther, whatever your running goals might be, because you're, you, it's, it's all about incremental progress and, uh, you got to stay healthy to make incremental progress. So, uh, preach my friend, preach about the rest. It's, it's important. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And, well, and I and I, I I got those things, those concepts, by listening to people, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and uh, Biochem Bell and um, and that uh, Michigan professor Nat um, that I mentioned, you know, they they are both big on comprehensive training that involves strength and distance and endurance and and speed and um, and rest. Mm-hmm. And if you don't. You know, so so that's that's another thing is is you know so I said before like I'm a scientist by training I'm I'm an engineer by training, and what that means is I don't feel the need to invent new ways of doing things. You know, <laughs> I just want to know like how have other and this is absolutely true in in my program of sobriety as well. There might be other ways for people to be sober. I don't need to know because I found the one that works for me, mm. and. I don't need to invent a new way. All I need to do is find someone who knows how to do what I want to do and let them teach me. Um, and that, uh, that's what I've done with sobriety. That's what I've done with my education and my career. And that's what I've done with running um, and fitness is I just look to people that know more than me and then I try to do what they do. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. That's I mean that's a beautiful lesson in, in everything, like you said, whether it's sobriety, whether it's it's running, whether it's other avenues of life and professional and, and work and family. I mean, there's always people that have been there before. And uh, yep, I mean, and and the only thing it takes to be good at something is to be willing to be bad at it long enough. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and if you're willing to be bad at something. Um, and to not give up despite being bad at it, whatever bad at it means for you, mm-hmm. um, then eventually you will become good at it um, and whatever good at it means for you, you know, and that's that's I've, I've learned everything that way in my life, you know, the cooking, the piano, you name it, you know, I, I still can't dance because I'm not willing to be bad at <laughs> not dancing. willing to I be bad it. at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but if you're willing to be bad at something long enough, you know, I, I decided when I was about 22 or something like that, that I was going to learn to cook. And I ate years of crap that I made <laughs> <laughs> because I wasn't any good at it. But mm-hmm. now I can cook pretty well because I spent years learning how to do it in trial and error. And I feel like that's the same thing I've done with fitness. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, as, as we're getting to, to the point of wrapping it up, Gene, I, I've been, uh, for the last, the last several months, I've been kind of closing the conversation with something that I call a philosophical question. And uh, I've, I've got, actually got a list of a few, but I think I might go off script today, which is, which, uh, I mean, no surprise that, that I go off script. <laughs> we don't even have a script. We work without a net around here. But uh, um, what I, how I want to set it up is, is that, you know, I just want you to know that there's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. I've had folks that have answered uh, the philosophical questions with, you know, like literally like four or five words. And I've had people that have answered with 10, 15 minutes. And uh, both, are, both are perfectly acceptable and, and uh, you know, no, no one is better than the other. Um, but... Uh, in, in your experience and, and in your kind of, you know, the, the, the journey towards sobriety and, 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 um, and that, that part of your life, how has, and, and the fact that you did that before you got into running, um, how has, how do you see, or, or if you look back now at this point, um, is there, is there a comparison and contrast or is, is, can you, can you look back and say that, uh, because of these lessons that I learned going through sobriety, it's helped me to become better as a runner or it's lessons I've learned that I can implement as a runner. Um, and, and if there's, if there's nothing, then, then, then that's fine too. But I, I just be curious if, if, if there's a, a link that you can see in your story between your, your journey of sobriety and your, your running journey to this point. Um, yeah, absolutely. There is. Um, I think the, the difficulty is trying to distill it into something pithy enough. Um, <laughs> the, um, so, you know, one of the things that we talk about in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous is just taking things one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely feel that way about running. You know, if if I wanted to to get to a marathon, um, there's you can't just show up the day of the marathon and um, and start running. I mean, I suppose maybe there's some people that can, but you're going <laughs> to be in a lot of trouble. Um, you know, you have to take it take it one day, step by step, moving forward, um, and doing what you can do today. Um, the, one of the things it says in, in the book, Alcoholics Anonymous is, um, that surely you will meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. Um, meaning, you know, those of us in recovery are are part of every aspect of the world. We, there is nothing that we can't do mm. um, except drink. And 
and we describe that as trudging the road of happy destiny. You know, trudging is hard work. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a long, slow slog. Um, and you know, I finished the Philadelphia Marathon in four hours and fifty minutes. That's an eleven minute mile. Seventy five percent of the field finished in front of me. Eighty percent of men and eighty percent of men my age finished in front of me. And I don't care. Mm. Um, I'm not competing against them. I, my program says that if I get up in the morning and I put one foot in front of the other, I'm going to get where I'm going. And if I don't take a drink today, I'm going to put my head on the pillow sober. I'm going to wake up without a hangover and I'm going to get to do it all again tomorrow. Mm. And just doing those things, one foot in front of the other. Um, and, and I've had to do a lot of things in the program that have been a lot of work. Um, you know, uh, sobriety is not complicated, but it's also not easy all the time. Mm. Um, and and so I have had to do a lot of work to, to get where I am. And so so I guess here's where it all it all comes out at the at the end. Everything good in my life I have because I did something I didn't want to do. I you know, I have advanced degrees because I went to school and I did my homework and God I didn't want to do that. <laughs> I have a good job because I show up every day and I do my work. And you know what? At least half the time, I don't want to do that. I can run a marathon because four, five, six days a week, I go out there and I put one foot in front of the other. And some days it hurts and some days it's hard and some days I don't enjoy it. Um, but all of those things that I do despite not wanting to do them have resulted in me having a life today, which is unbelievably wonderful. I have an incredible partner. I have an incredible job. I have an incredible fitness career, whatever you want to call mm -hmm. that. Um, I am satisfied with my life in ways that a decade ago, I couldn't even imagine. I didn't, I didn't much care about being alive. Um, and, and I was, I was drinking in order to end my day. You know, I would wake up in the morning and as soon as I could arrange it, I would start drinking so that I didn't have life. Mm. And, and now I experience life and it is mostly wonderful. There are days that I don't want to be here. There are there are days that are difficult and they're challenging and are and that I'm unhappy. But for the most part, I have a wonderful life and I have that wonderful life because I have worked at things when I didn't want to work at things. And and, and I don't mean to to dismiss all of the incredible privileges I have had in life too that that I, I was just born with and that I'm lucky to have. Um but I have had to work very hard at a lot of things that that I think a lot of people take for granted. Um, and that has imbued me with an enormous sense of gratitude. Uh, 
that I'm able to to do these things that I couldn't once do. And I can see and feel the difference of, of what it is like to be able to go out and run for five hours without stopping mm. when it used to be that I couldn't walk for 10 minutes. Right. Um, and, and so I'm just incredibly grateful. Everything I get in life from here on out is extra mm. because by all rights, my life should have ended nine years ago. I was terminally ill. Um, with, with alcoholism and I have been given a second chance and I'll be damned if I'm going to give it up. Beautiful, beautiful. I, I'm, I, I'm not even going to muddy the waters. That's, that's a great way to wrap this thing up. Thank you, Gene. Um, again, guys, infactorium.com is the website on the Twitter. Say, say hi to Gene and, and, and check in with them. It's, I'm glad we were able to connect there and I'm looking forward to stay connected. And, and his Twitter handle again is dr24hours. That's the letter D, the letter R, the number two, the number four, and then hours all spelled out. D-R-2-4-H-O-U-R-S. And I'll have the links to those places and anything else that makes sense from today's conversation. And the show notes for this episode, uh, disruns.com slash three, four, five. So, uh, Gene, uh, I mean, uh, I, I had a feeling this one was going to be uh, uh, a little, like I said at the beginning, a little less run-centric, and uh, we, we managed to weave the run into most of it, but it was it was great. It was great. Thank you uh, for taking the time. Thank you for, for being open and sharing your story, and, and um, whether I, I know for a fact that whether I ever hear about it or, or whether you ever hear about it, that this, this is going to impact, this is going to touch somebody. So, so thank you for taking the time today, and uh, all the best going forward, and, and I'm definitely looking forward to staying in touch and seeing what the future holds for you, my friend. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining me in this little uh, trip back in time to episode 345 from goodness gracious, Lord knows how long ago, a uh, couple, three years ago. I mean, it was this was this was more than, than – uh, this had to be about at least two and a half years ago, right? Because uh, we're closing in on episode 750, just crossed the threshold of – Five years of the show, so 350, that's uh, more than half half a show lifetime ago. Um, goodness gracious, what a, what a, again, I'm still kind of uh, proud of this one. I'm still really proud of this one, probably because I, for the most part, just got out of the way and stayed out of the way and let and let Gene talk and share. And uh, sometimes that's, that's the best, I feel like, at least. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but sometimes I feel like that's the best thing I can do is just let, let the guest talk. And boy, did Gene ever deliver. I hope that you... Uh, appreciated that, appreciated his openness, uh, and uh, you know, we're able to to glean some things from from this episode. Lord knows, I could. Lord knows, I did the first time. Did this this time around as well. So, uh, what did you think? What were your takeaways? For me, there were several, uh, as as per usual. Uh, even going back and listening to it again, but I'm going to go with uh, one that. Uh, I didn't highlight the first time, but I'm definitely going to highlight it this time. And it's the idea of just kind of one day at a time. Um, you know, the, the little uh, teaser, uh, intro, cold open, whatever you want to call it that I pull out from each episode. The first time I played this one, the original episode in, in 345, I pulled out that little clip with, with Gene talking about, you know, every day that he doesn't take a drink and he goes to bed and he, and, you know, and he goes to bed sober uh, and he knows that tomorrow he can wake up and get to do it all again. And, uh, you know, just that, that idea that sobriety is a one day at a time thing. It's something that you're never rid of, um, really kind of sticks with me because I know for myself and, and not from the sobriety angle, thankfully, but 
I know I can get caught up in next week, next month, next year, big, big things. And it's real easy to lose track of the day to day and easy to lose track of how, you know, putting an episode together, reaching out to one of my athletes that I coach, talking to somebody, saying hi to someone on social media, um, saying hi to someone in person, hugging my wife, kissing my daughter, all of these little things that I know are important, but because they're so common, I kind of can lose sight of, of, oh yeah, I need to make sure I tell, I tell Rebecca I love her today. And, and all of those things, because I'm looking so far ahead, kind of sometimes lose the forest for the trees maybe. And talking to Gene, talking to some other folks that have battled various addictions over the years uh, and, and re-listening to, to this episode with Gene today and that story of just, you know, every day I can go to bed, put my head on the pillow, I did it today, now I get to do it again tomorrow, reminds me that all those little, the little things that happen, the, the, the seeming minutia of each day, it's pretty darn important. And you start to string together a bunch of days, and now all of a sudden, you know, that, that can, over the course of the next weeks and months and years, boy, that can change, change the trajectory of, of your life, you know? And, and Gene's a, a perfect example of that, staying sober every day, one day at a time, and how that's changed the trajectory of his life. Um, and whether it's a sobriety issue, whether it's a getting out of debt issue, whether it's a building a business, training for a marathon, whatever it might be, that, that idea of one day at a time, handle your business today, make sure you, you enjoy the process today, stay in the moment today, and then tomorrow, do the same thing. And boy, you start stringing those, those days together and what a difference it can make. What a difference it can make. And that's something that I need to, I absolutely need to refocus, redouble my efforts on staying present, living in the moment, and just taking, taking each day as it comes, but not taking for granted each moment in each of those days. So that was, that was my takeaway from this episode, kind of what I, what I got from, from Gene Sharon, uh, that little bit about every day. Uh, there's a, a dozen and a half other things. What would I say? A dozen and a half, right? That's right. Yeah. A dozen and a half other things that uh, I could have taken away from this episode. And I'm sure that, that, uh, you listening have a few different takeaways as well. So let me know what you thought of, of this trip down memory lane. Uh, I hope that you really enjoyed this one. Uh, I'm at Dizruns on Twitter. I'm at Dizruns on Instagram. Of course, you can shoot me an email as well, Dizruns at gmail.com. And you can also head over to the show notes for this best of version of the show. You can head over to the show notes for the original version. They're basically the same thing. Dizruns.com slash seven, four, what are we at? Seven, four, nine for today. Uh, seven, uh, sorry, Dizruns.com slash three, four, five for the first episode, the first time this episode aired two and a half some odd years ago. So with that one last reminder, before we shut this thing down, uh, the Diz Days of Summer virtual running challenge or virtual fitness challenge. Shoot, you don't have to be a runner to participate. Although I think if you made it to this point of the show, you're probably a runner, but uh, the Diz Days of Summer virtual challenge is, is registration is open. Challenge kicks off the middle of August. The, the official dates are August 11 to August 24. Although there's some wiggle room, if you need to if you need to wiggle that around a little bit based on something that's going on in your life that time, I'm not I'm not here to split hairs. I'm here to, to raise money to support the cause to fight against leukemia and lymphoma. So if we got to wiggle the dates a little bit to make it fit for you, 
I'm 100% on board and I will do whatever we need to do to make that happen. So check out all the information, disruns.com slash D-D-O-S. That's Delta Delta Oscar Sierra, disruns.com slash D-D-O-S for the registration page. Lots of information there. I'm posting about it all over on social media and stuff as well. So you can always find more information in those places. If you have any questions at all, let me know. And if I don't have the answer, I'll get with Scott and we'll figure out the answer for you and make sure you're taken care of. But uh, the, the big highlights, you pick the challenge, you do something, you set your own goal for that, that two-week period or one day in that two-week period is fine as well. But you set your own goal. You decide what you need to do, what you need to achieve, what you're going to achieve in that two weeks. You get out there and you do it. The money goes to support uh, a very good cause, the fight against leukemia and lymphoma. Uh, you get a pretty uh, pretty unique finisher's medal for completing the challenge. Uh, you also get a, a goodie bag that's going to be worth uh, well north of $150 of digital products and resources and guides and ebooks and the whole nine yards from a whole host of uh, past guests of the show that are running coaches and nutrition experts and mental health, mental coaches, you know, mental uh, sports psychologist types of folks. I'm reaching out to everybody, calling in all the favors for this one so that you'll get all of the goodies. So... Get, get signed up, disruns.com slash D-D-O-S. And with that, hope you've had a good, uh, hope you're having a good day. Thanks for taking me with you. Thanks for taking this little trip down memory lane with me. I hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, until next time, be well, take care. Thanks again for listening. If you like this episode or any episode, tell a friend about it. I think this is one of those powerful episodes that uh, almost can't get shared enough. So spread the word about this one. If you uh, think, if you agree with me on that, if you think this was a good one and uh, until next time. Take care, guys.